Hello and welcome to episode number 78 of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast, where we talk all about the hobby that makes us happy, tabletop gaming. I'm with your host, Dan. And I'm Jim. D&D, what are you doing? All right, so we are, we're, finally, we're finally talking about uh, Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons uh, fiasco. Yes. So um, before we get into it, we need to talk about our sponsor, <laughs> Amazon Audible. Head over, head over to our affiliate link, www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness. Sign up for your free 30-day trial today. So it, Amazon is in... Uh, Amazon's Audible is an audiobook service. So when you sign up, you, it's a free 30-day trial. You get one free book added to your account. Uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, two free books added to your account. Uh, you can cancel before the end of the 30 days if you want, if you don't like the service. And But you get to keep those books that are added to your account. So again, if you head over to the site, uh, www.audibletrial.com forward slash happiness and happiness, sign up for your free 30-day trial today. Uh, talk quite a bit about The Witcher. You <laughs> definitely, If you've not read those books, you definitely need to check those out. If you're a fan of the game, if you're a fan of the Netflix series, you'll love those books. So go check those out today. Again, that website link is in the description down below, audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness. All right, so we are recording this. Um, what's today? I don't know. So the 15th. What is today? Today's January 15th, so we're recording yes. this well in advance, okay? Yeah. Um, and the reason I'm mentioning that is even from just a couple of days ago, there's been a lot of changes, yeah. a lot of things that, that have happened. So um, oh, a quick overview very quickly is um, Dungeons & Dragons announced a, an update to their OGL, their open gaming license, okay? Yeah. And that caused a community uproar, okay? Now, basically, Jim, can you can you kind of briefly touch on what the <laughs> OGL is? Yeah. To, to the best of your knowledge. Okay, yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty much Wizards of the Coast, D&D, making it to where there's um, the third-party people could take all all of the content that they've had and start making other source content so they could start producing other books whether it's digital also physical um, for everything that is going on with fifth edition DD um, they have now changed it to where once you hit a certain dollar mark I believe it's around fifty thousand um, 50 we'll, to 70 some, yeah, we'll, something yeah like that. we'll go over that um, once they hit about that point, Wizards of the Coast is like, all right, well, now we actually want some of this money. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so anything less than that, they're not really going out for people. Yeah. So, so before we really kind of get into the weeds here, yeah. Um, my, I, I think like our goal for this episode, really, we don't, we don't really want to get into the weeds. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my interest throughout this whole thing has been is and has been and will be the community aspect yeah okay and like how it affects the community okay mm -hmm. there uh, again like this got to the number one trending video on youtube yeah. um if you're not familiar uh moist critical did a video <laughs> and that was the video that was the, was the number one trending video yeah. in gaming i think in gaming Probably. on youtube Okay. Now, now he's got like 12 million subs. Yeah. He's got 12 million subscribers on YouTube. Um, and like, it was, a, it was a, he did a pretty good take. Like I, I, 
I, I agreed with a lot of his takes um, in, in regards to this aspect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes over, he goes over the situation fairly well. Um, he talks about the professor because the professor has also talked a little bit about yeah. um, mostly the magic 30 stuff because this is correlation. Your, your laptop? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I just didn't know if it was like a timer thing. No, it just says we got an update. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, Jim, Jim's watch, Jim's watching out for us here. Um, I've got everything set off to the side and we're like, we don't, we don't want, uh, we don't want catastrophic failure to happen. I've I've seen some updates on computers. They're like, oh, if you don't reply in 15 minutes, we're restarting your computer and update it. Yeah. But even this computer, just so you know, this laptop, if this restarts, it's not a problem problem. because it's not, yeah, it's, it's not running anything. So, um, anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, so he goes over pretty well the situation, um, and kind of what what's happening, okay? So it, his his video talks mostly about the company, right? Wizards. Yeah. So one thing that I'm not sure, I'm throughout this whole thing, I I've been very interested. Like, where is this coming from? Is this coming from Wizards or is this coming from Hasbro? <sighs> because everybody, you know, the talk both. <laughs> the talk is Wizards is such a terrible company, yeah. right? But like, is it really Wizards or is it coming straight from Hasbro? Because Wizards is owned by Hasbro. Yeah. That's what I'm not sure about. There, there was a recent post from Wizards or Hasbro. I'm pretty sure it was Wizards uh, D&D. Then they were saying that they were planning on changing up the monetization for D&D, turning it multi-platform or whatever exact wording they said. If you're, ta- um, if you're so talking about, this if you're talking about their update, I do have that pulled up. Okay, and and we'll we will. This was t- from a few weeks ago that they oh. were saying that for D and D we want to s- something about multi platform, and they were changing up monetization. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is one of those things. Yeah, they just didn't bring it up exactly at that point. Mm-hmm. It was just we're going to start figuring out ways to we can earn more money with earn, earn more money. Yeah. Yes. So okay, and we're going to get into that yeah. right. But before we get into that, what I do want to touch on is I pulled up Open Gaming License in Wiki, on Wikipedia. Yeah. Right. Um, again, take take the um, the facts that we're saying kind of at face value because you know we're. We're, we're digging into these just to kind of get like a surface yeah. knowledge, right? Yeah. And when it comes to the facts, I'm mostly concerned, right, with just the surficial knowledge of yeah. kind of just knowing at face value kind of what's happening, okay? Yeah. There has been so many takes. Um, uh, and maybe – I mean, I yes, takes, but, I, but, take, but saying takes might be the wrong thing to say here. There's been a lot of talks from multiple different aspects – of this entire thing all over all over the internet, yeah. um, like like if you go on Twitter, um, like Restoration Games um, was talking about. If you're not familiar, Restoration Games has done the does the Unmatched series, and what they do is like a lot of their business model is taking older games mm-hmm. that they don't necessarily own the IPs for, and then like updating the game um, <laughs> because. So, like, the Unmatched series is th- – there was a Star Wars game. We had talked about this, and you talked about it. I think um, there was a Star Wars game that it was, like, loosely based off of. Um, it, it The name is escaping. I'm going to I'm gonna have to find that. Legion um, Destiny. <laughs> no, no. It's, 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 a, it's a 90s. It's a 90s game. Um, oh. Yeah, so it's it's a video it, game. No, no okay, physical. No, it's a okay, board game. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's a board game. Um, but 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 anyway, Restoration Games was tweeting a lot about this um, 
topic and they yeah. were coming at it from like the legal aspect. Um, cause somebody was saying like, as I taught my law students, so it must've been a law professor. Yeah. Right. So obviously, because this, this touches so many different aspects, yeah. right. Of, of the industry. Mm-hmm. So, because like the, the legal aspect is key. Oh yeah. It is 100%. huge. Yeah. Right. And like, yes, as a community, you cannot like the thing that a company is doing, but like, if they have to for legal reasons, yeah. then you know I think the community should take that into account. Not saying that's what's happening here, yeah. but like the legal aspect is something that should be looked at. I think. Um, so anyway, the open game license, uh, according to Wikipedia, says it is a public copyright license by Wizards of the Coast that may be used by tabletop role-playing game developers to grant permission to modify, copy, and redistribute some of the content designed for their games, notably game mechanics. However, they must share alike copies and derivative works. So essentially, what Dungeons & Dragons is, from my understanding, okay, it yes, it's a game, but it's really more of like a loose uh, rule set of gameplay mechanics yeah. and and rules of how yeah. to because D D is all about what you can think up in your imagination. Yeah. yeah. And like you need a foundation upon which to build. And D D is that foundation. Yeah. yeah, these are more of guidelines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're more guidelines. Um but I, I mean, is that that's correct, yeah, right? Yeah, that's pretty much true. So, like, it's when, just these books that tell you the characters, how it's played, mm-hmm. classes, all that stuff. Yeah, they give they give yeah. you a, a then they a have rule like set. yeah, then they have their like own modules to where it's like, oh, this is the mm-hmm. storyline, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much just that. Yeah, and like when we did our one shot, you yeah. came up with that story yeah. all by yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, I, mean, I wouldn't say all by yourself because you did use the you did use Skyrim as a pretty yeah, big yeah. Uh, inspiration for that. <laughs> I really just took the starter for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but again, it's it's all these people you know making up their own stories built upon some sort of framework. Yeah. Um, so that's like really what D and D and the open game license looks at like the OGL looks at that framework. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you look at a a channel like critical role, extremely successful, which do you think, do you (laughs) think this was, I don't want to say aimed at critical role, but like, I I don't necessarily think so. But see, I wonder, I wonder if wizards and Hasbro looks at critical role and is like, yeah, they're too successful and they're not paying their fair share. Yeah. You know, they're not paying yeah. us what what we think we're owed because they're using our IP or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I have no knowledge of I'm sure that's of anything. partially it. I'm sure like also seeing a bunch of crazy Kickstarters for it as well. Now, okay. And like okay. when there's a lot of them, it okay. all adds up. So the Kickstarters. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know, right? Because I'm not, you know, as deep into the D stuff yeah those kickstarters like are they like stories or is it basically uh, yeah is it, it can be because it is it basically like um the the wizards D books just other people doing those same books yeah so so it's it's uh it's not just stories but it's also miniatures so it's like people oh, are yeah. making creatures for the fifth edition giving them all the rules and paying attention to that as well so it's not just stories okay um, okay but yeah. Okay. See, like, fr- so from from that standpoint, like, if I created something, yeah, and seeing all these people make 
very successful der derivatives, mm -hmm. um, derivations. I think that's the. I think that's a word. I don't know. But, Words but, are but, hard. But again, making stuff based off of a system that I built. Yeah. Right. Um, I can understand. I can understand the argument of I want what's owed me. You know, yeah. I. That sounds like really mean and like greedy. Yes, I get it. <laughs> but I can understand that thought process at yeah. least. Okay. Yeah. You could see it like a few ways. You could see it like that of, oh, hey, these people are like making money off of me. Mm -hmm. Why am I not getting anything from it? Right. But it's also like you are getting stuff from it because now it's getting far more people into your game than there were pretty much in the past. When we talk about what 5th edition has done for D&D, &D, it is absurd how big it is now. Okay, so so look at so it's you, like you, they kind of made something. Were you doing D and D when it was fourth edition? I I started a few years ago, so I don't know anything about fourth edition. Okay, because w what I'm curious to note is how I I wonder how big D and D was before they did fifth edition, mm -hmm. and then look at look at where it is now. From what I hear, it really blew up during fifth edition. Now, but so so then I would From look at I, I would I would look at. Why is it big now? Is it big yeah. because of independent creators like Critical Role yeah. and other creators like that? Or is it because of the changes they made due to 5th edition? Mm -hmm. Like, th those are questions that I would mm -hmm. have. Yeah. But still, I can if understand. We're, if we're talking gameplay mechanics, a lot of people will say that they like 3.5 the most out of all D&D stuff. And don't, and don't people, and aren't there people out there who still play like based off of the 3.5. Yeah, so they play 3.5. When they came out with 4th edition, a lot of players didn't like it and uh that's kind of when Paizo became a company. Um oh, okay. so Pathfinder, uh the people who make Pathfinder Paizo, uh they used to some of the people used to work for D&D &D, and um they essentially came out with which was Pathfinder is pretty much essentially 3.75 D&D. So they mm. made a couple changes to 3.5 D&D &D mm -hmm. and kind of made their own game. Okay. Now they've made a second edition, but a lot of people love Pathfinder as well. Okay. And they go off of the thing of 3.5 and Pathfinder are, you know, essentially in terms of gameplay mechanics and how to build characters, it's kind of the best way to do it. Mm, okay. Now it's more of a you can make pretty much whatever you want. It's a far more casual thing mm -hmm. rather than a lot more by the numbers in those two games. Mm -hmm. So um, there's there's one thing a lot of people say. It's um, are you a tabletop RPG fan or are you a D and D fifth edition fan? What's because the there's it's it's more of are you paying attention more to all of your numbers or are you just having fun? In terms of like not so – you can still pay attention to like all your numbers in D&D, &D, but it's far less impactful in 5th edition than in um, 3.5 or Pathfinder. So do – those, Do those other ones pay care more about like the numbers? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because modifiers, when you start getting into numbers of being like, oh, I'm adding 17 to this roll, mm -hmm. that's not really a thing in D&D. &D. Like you could add like – Five to your modifiers, like in okay. the lower levels. Okay. You can get up to like plus seven if yeah. you have magical weapons relatively early. But 
that's that's also like more in combat. Well, if yeah. you're a rogue, it's a bit different. Um, okay. But the number scaling isn't even close to what it used to be. So they brought that down. So uh-huh. that way it's when you're not an expert in that stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well, that person who's an expert in it, they're only getting four numbers added to theirs in comparison to yours. Okay. So it's really, you know, it's not as crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody who's that much better than me isn't getting exactly. a huge advantage. Exactly. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so so the the 10,000-foot view of this is Wizards <laughs> came out with a, a change to the open game license. 1.1. <laughs> and basically said, you know... I, I think the changes is all of this goes back to they want to make more money. Yep. It basically is, is what all this comes back to. Um, I'm going to get into a leak here in a second um, from somebody, a, a Wizards of the Coast insider. Um, it was posted to Twitter a few, a few days ago. Okay. Okay. Um, but I mean, l- like everything in business, like it all comes back to uh, the the parent company's bottom line, or just the company's <laughs> bottom line, yeah. right? So, and that's what a lot of people saw. Um, so basically, what happened was Wizards went to they didn't go straight to the community; they went to other third party developers and said, "Okay, here's a here's a basic draft of the open gaming license that we're going to update." And now, but bef- before they went to anybody else, they just went to their third-party developers. Now, do you think that was the right call? Because, like, uh. I cannot. I think I can understand their their reasoning. Because their reasoning, again, as much as you can trust a big company's reasonings, right, for doing stuff <laughs> like that, it's not shady, right? Yeah. But yeah. what but what they stated was they wanted to share this with their developers, their partners, to get feedback directly from them mm-hmm. first to see what their thoughts were, and then they were going to yeah. make changes. Mm-hmm. So they went there. Stuff got leaked. Stuff got sent out to the community at large, okay? And then backlash ensued, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the change essentially were, we need to make more money. Here's ways that we make more money, okay? <laughs> Once you get a certain amount of money... We start getting a cut. A large, uh, and sometimes, in some cases, a larger cut. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it, basically, if you can, you if you want, you can go find, like, the original, the, the original statements and yeah. kind of the changes that they had made. That's not my focus. That's kind of not what, I, what I'm necessarily focused on here. Yeah. But regardless, if you want to know that, that, that stuff's <laughs> out there. Um, but, yeah, it all comes back to, okay, again, looking at critical role, the content, if you're a content creator, you have to pay up, essentially, yeah. is essentially kind of what a lot of the yeah. stuff comes down to. And, you know, a lot of people make content for D&D. There's a lot mm-hmm. of small creators who make content yeah. for D&D. And, and as this a, won't really hurt them. Right. But, I mean, as a content creator, yeah. I mean, when I started creating content, like, I started creating content for Magic, for yeah. Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And, like, I looked into, okay, what can, what am I allowed to do and what can I not do? Mm-hmm. I made sure to put certain things in the descriptions, <laughs> right? Like, this is, you know, this, whatever the things were. Um but I, I can't remember exactly what what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very curious, and I'm like, I I don't want wizards coming at me <laughs> saying, "Hey, you need to be paying more, paying yeah. us money." Yeah. Essentially, since you're not doing specific things, we're going to copyright strike you. Well, or, right, you know, right. Like worst case scenario, correct? Yeah, copyright strike yeah. or take money away from you or saying yeah. you got to pay up. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I want to make sure I'm doing this by the book. <laughs> So I can understand, yeah. Excuse me. Other content creators having those same fears, yeah. 
ago. So that's what a lot of this came back came back to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, um, backlash ensued. Okay, but before we actually get to the backlash, um, there was a leak. Before I get into this, is there anything you want to mention before I talk uh, about this? There was something, but honestly, I I forgot it. <laughs> Uh, I had it pulled up and now I have to pull it back up. Um, All right. So this is from, this is from um, at D and D shorts. Okay. Okay. There was a huge leak from uh, an insider at wizards of the coast. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. This is, this isn't that large and I'll, I'll try and throw this up on screen. Um, Hi, I'm an employee at Watsy, currently working on D&D Beyond and with D&D business leaders on the health of the product line. If you want, I can provide proof. I'm sending this message because I fear for the health of a community I love, and I know what the leaders at Watsy are looking at. Uh, so according to this leak, it's 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 leaders at, at Wizards. Yeah. Um, I, I, so that's what this says. Still, like it could be someone from Hasbro. Don't know, but doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, I think it kind of does because like if you're working directly at the company making the stuff, then that's like worse than it coming (laughs) from a suit higher up than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Um, they've got four points here. Um, They are briefly delaying rollout of OGL changes due to the backlash. I'm assuming that was the the backlash um, like once they sent it to their their partners. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one, their decision making is based entirely on the provable impact to their bottom line. That one to me is a throwaway because what company, what big company doesn't make changes like that? Yeah. Um, now, the one thing that I'm sure people thought as soon as I said that was based entirely on the provable impact to their bottom line. I mean, that's what suits are for. Like, that's what the suits do. You have to have a creative, like, who's involved in, like, the the making of the company and yep. the stuff to be like, okay, yes, I see the money-making aspect, but I am coming at it from the aspect of the community. you gotta, you got to understand what how this is going to impact, okay? Yeah. So, uh, again, that's why I'm like, I okay, I, I get that. Um, next thing, specifically, they're looking at DDB, uh, D&D Beyond, subscriptions and cancellations, and is the quickest financial data they currently have, which, I mean, su- subscription models are, like, your best way yeah. of making yeah. um, consistent money, yep. right? And then they are still hoping the community forgets, moves on, and they can still push this through, <laughs> which that's just, like... Yeah, that's what's what happens. Hey, man, give it enough time, all drama yep. sets to the yep. side. Um, I have decided to reach out because because at my time in Watsi, I've never once heard management refer to customers in a positive manner. Their communication gives me the impression that they see customers as obstacles between them and their money. That's something I want to highlight real quick. Um, there's a creator out there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name them. Okay, but they did a video about this, and the thumbnail and title said "Wizards Insider." Um, they see customers as, as obstacles between them and their money. That was not the quote. That's not the quote. Okay, like I, that's irresponsible. I think that's irresponsible. Okay, because that's not what it says. Yeah. It says their communication. Now, granted, I didn't watch the video, <laughs> but again, I'm a thumbnail. I, I pulled, but I pulled up the video, yeah. and so many comments. Were, is this what somebody said though? Like, is this is this accurate? Yeah. Is this true? Okay. I mean, that's what clickbait is, right? Yeah. It's clickbait. True. You did I, click it. I did. I did <laughs> click it. <laughs> but it says. Their communication gives me the impression that they see customers as obstacles between them and their money. 
Okay. So somebody didn't say, well, customers are just obstacles between them and their money. Like that's kind of disingenuous. True, you're right. Actions speak louder than words. So even if they didn't say it, they're showing that this is how they are. So I get, like, I agree. Like I get that (laughs) for sure. But my question would be, I mean, when you, the thing is, though, Plus it's also, so, why would they ever admit that? Well, it, yeah, right. But it's so tough, too. Like, when you're talking about a big company, yeah. like, when it, when you're a small company, it's a lot easier to be like, yes, I'm much f- more for the community. But when you're a, when you're a, a big publicly traded company, yeah. who are you? Are you accountable to your community? Not really. You're accountable to your shareholders. Yeah, true. I should so honestly probably get thing. some Hasbro stock. <laughs> there you go. I'm a stockholder. <laughs> I'm going to do that tonight. Yeah. Um, but like it's it like it's it's those questions that are just like interesting. Yeah. And that I kind of think about, right? Yeah. Because again, like I see both I see both sides, right? Yeah. However, like I think a lot of things that they're doing are scummy. Yeah. Like very very much so. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, like every business like Yes, the customer is an obstacle between a, any business and the customer's money, right? Like that's Who just that, right. Like that's just a truth of the thing. What do you mean people are just giving me their money for no work at but, all? But yeah, but you don't treat the customer as an obstacle, yeah. right? You have to. You have to care about and not not show that you care, but like actually care about yeah. your customer. You have to care about your community, yeah. right? Um, uh, this continues. The, D- the DDB team was first told to prepare to support uh, the new OGL changes and online portal when they got back from the holidays. And leadership doesn't take any responsibility for the pain and stress they cause others. Leadership's <laughs> first communication to the rank and file on the OGL was 30 minutes on January 11th. This was my first time they even tried to communicate their intentions about the OGL to employees. And even in this meeting, they blamed the community for overreacting. Well... <laughs> I will repeat, the main thing this leadership is looking at is DDB subscription cancellations. And you know what? That is how the best way you vote as a community. Yep. You vote with your wallet. You might not be a a shareholder. And people voted with their wallet by canceling the D&D Beyond subscription. (laughs) You don't need D&D Beyond to play D&D. Nope. Buy the book. Like you just buy the book the one time. Yeah. Like you. Like I, what is explain? Explain what is D and D Beyond? Do you know? Oh yeah yeah. Okay. So uh, it's their it's a website that they have, and you're able to have uh, digital copies of their books on there. You can buy them straight from there. They tend to be cheaper. Um, just a little bit though. It's not a lot cheaper. So even if you have the D and D because D and D Beyond so, is, is a subscription. Uh, well, so D and D now has a subscription. Oh. So D and D Beyond was already a thing, and it was really just for uh, holding the digital assets that you have oh, okay. have gotten through their website, Got and it. then you could also make like characters on there as well. And they would save them and stuff. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. So it was like if you have an app, a tap, or okay. app on anything, okay. uh, you would then be able to open it, and you have all your stuff right there. Okay. Um, and then they later on came out with the subscription model of there's individual, but then there's also like a DMs version. So like, are you a player or a DM? Got it. Got if you're it. a DM, then you could have all of your stuff on there and you can have your players kind of access it oh. as well. Um, and with the DMD model or the DM model, along with the player, you would have access to all the books as well. And mm-hmm. then all the like, I guess, premium functions that would normally be on there. Mm-hmm. So, but you don't actually own any of it. 
Okay. Well, I guess you don't own any of it anyway. Right. It's digital on right. their app. Right. Um, Which is why I'm always for physical ownership. Yeah. <laughs> like physical ownership of your stuff. Yeah. hundred percent. Unless it's on the blockchain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Uh, so anywho. Um, yeah. So if you're doing the subscription model on D&D Beyond, you just have it for like that month or however long you're paying for it. So at some point, you need to find out when it's better to just own the book versus or the digital book whatever it is versus keep paying that subscription model if you're trying to do that do you know how much the subscription model was the numbers off i i saw that they had it and i was just like no i'd rather just have the books i'm gonna play this for a bunch of years so yeah yeah, i'm just gonna do that yeah 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 so anytime you've had like a, a an existing model or an existing product and then try to say let's do a subscription (laughs) that's the best way to make more money long term we'll say like around 10 bucks a month something along those lines yeah so after like six months you paid for the player's handbook after another six months you paid for like tasha's or xanathar's and you really i would really just recommend three books to people yeah that's it yeah it's just i I remember when I remember when subscription models first started rolling out and becoming yeah. a major thing. Not I was not a fan. I yeah, did no. not like it. Like when I'm like I just <laughs> like because it first came with like digital digital uh, products, you know, like Photoshop yeah. or stuff. It's like that. It's hitting us like the TCG boom. It's like everywhere has yeah. a TCG. Every IP yeah. has one. It's now yeah. it's like every place has a subscription yeah. model yeah. that they want you to forget about and just keep paying just it keep automatically. Paying it, yeah. Don't forget about your subscriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, subscribe. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Speaking of subscribing, we're not looking for money, though. All right. We're just like, you hit the subscribe button. We're not getting, I guess we are like getting money from it. But you're not paying anything. <laughs> no, you don't get money from the subscription. You just get money if you're monetized by yeah. the number of views. Yeah. That's just, that's yeah. just ads. Yeah. You unless, know what we're talking about. Unless, unless they subscribe. Like if we, once we get Patreon live, <laughs> YouTube members, like that's, but like when, when we start doing that stuff, it's going to be transparent. Yeah. Hey, here's what we're doing with the money. Here's yeah. where it's going. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, you know, but but that's that we're not going to be we're not a huge, yeah. massive monopolistic corporation. Yeah. I kind of like uh, being transparent with like how all the money goes, because then it also keeps us in check of where are we putting all this this stuff? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, right. Yeah. So 100 uh, percent goes into my pocket. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that and that's a, that's another conversation for another day. But like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's once we start getting stuff, it's just it's all goes back into the business. Yeah. It yeah. all goes back into it. Like yeah. one of the things I want to hire an editor and that's <laughs> going to be that's something that is going to be expensive. Just yeah. offload all of that editing work yeah. to somebody else. And, you know, I want to pay them to do it. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, there there <laughs> I was just thinking back to the interview. Okay, of yep. uh, one of the things that Jake had said was like nobody works here for free for forever or for even yeah. a long time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but how much is it to have Jake Boss as our editor? <laughs> probably, we probably can't. You afford know, him. we'll talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So when all this came out, okay, huge, huge backlash. Oh yeah, huge backlash. Yeah. Okay, and an, my initial thought, my initial thought was. Hey, look, the free market worked or just the market worked. Okay. Because I'm always like, if you don't like something, do not give them your money. And you tell other people, 
hey, this is what this this business yeah. does. Like if it's a small business in, in your community, tell yeah. your friends, do not shop there because of X, Y, or Z, yep. okay? Yep. Um, now, me personally, I typically don't like to do that per se, yep. but I think it, it, if I think that's the way to do it mm -hmm. though. Um, yep. But if but, they want to see us as just money, correct. Use your money and use your them. money and say, "Fine, I, I want." And that, again, we could take this conversation so many different <laughs> directions, and and we kind of will, okay. But but before that, I I want to. They had they D and D issued an update. I'm going to read the first two paragraphs, okay. Um, when we initially conceived of, re of revising the OGL, it was with three major goals in mind. First, we wanted the ability to prevent the use of D&D content from being included in hateful and discriminatory products. Okay. Second, we wanted to address... As long as it's over 50K. <laughs> Second, we wanted to address those attempting to use D&D in Web3 blockchain games and NFTs by making clear that OGL content is limited to tabletop role-playing content like campaigns, modules, and supplements. Then why are you trying to make more money off of content creators? That because that's I but whatever I, I don't know I don't Next. know I don't know um, I mean I guess tabletop role playing content whatever yeah and third we wanted to ensure that the OGL is for the content creator except there's also so much the, digital stuff that's home, being sold the I home just, brewer the the aspiring designer our players and the community not major <sighs> corporations to use for their own commercial and promotional purpose except us okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just find that I find that last paragraph just or that last sentence just to be comical, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, the next paragraph says driving these goals were two simple principles. Number one, our job is to be good stewards of the game. And number two, the OGL exists for the benefit of the fans. Nothing about these principles has wavered for a second. Jim, after reading that, what's your initial take? What on a this? load of bullshit. <laughs> bull stuff. What a load of bull stuff, man. Uh, yeah. The thing with the blockchain NFT, blah, blah, blah. Like, I understand that not every company cares about it. Um, I know some do, a lot of don't. And then, like, just being, oh, we're trying to stop that. It's like, because it's, they, they care about the, the tabletop space. It's like, no, you already have digital stuff. Yeah. That yeah. you're going to be charging people of. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. oh my goodness. Then at that point, like, Roll20 wouldn't be a thing. Uh, I don't even know what Roll20 so is. So Roll20 is a, a website where you can uh, go in there. It has, like, maps and stuff for D&D. &D. It has character sheets for D&D, &D, Pathfinder, forums for, like, a bunch of people to group up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a pretty nice setup. Um, yeah, then at that point, you would be trying to, like, take that down because it's it's not about the tabletop scene. It's all digital. It's all on mm -hmm. computer at that point. Mm -hmm. I'm just like... They, they do say in the next paragraph, they said, that's why our early drafts of the new OGL included the provisions they did. I would assume those provisions that they're saying is, you know, capping. Yeah. They're not capping, but uh, a revenue number at which their royalties essentially start kicking in. Yeah. Um, that draft language was provided to content creators and publishers so their feedback could be considered before anything was finalized. And when they I, – I see, whenever I hear – a big corporation say um, their feedback could be considered. 
This is what I, this is how I view, this is what I think happened. Okay, yeah, we considered it. We don't care, but we considered it and we're finalizing it. It'll, it'll be like, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what happened, right, but that's so what I think. This is, this is what it's like. Dan just tells, tells me like what he thinks and I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> exactly, dude. Oh my goodness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. And and then they say, however, it's clear from the the reaction that we rolled a one, and there was uh, I gotta find the meaning that they crit failed. Yeah, if yeah. you guys didn't know that. So and one I I I think I saw this on Twitter, but um, I think somebody from D and D was saying um, the community will view this as a win, and they will view it that we as a company lost. No, we oh. view it that we both won, like. Well, okay. Like that's that's them trying to say we care about the community. I don't know. Like in through all of this, through all of this, do you get the sense that Wizards and or Hasbro gives a hoot about the D&D community as a whole? Man, D&D hasn't cared about people since Gary Gygax died. <laughs> well and that's but see and that's the thing like that's how a big bulk of the DD community views this yeah and so and that is my my that that's where my interest lies yeah and that's where i kind of wanted to talk is just when you as when you as a corporation designer business when you as a business lose the trust of your customers and your community base, mm-hmm. what do you have left? Yeah. You know what the crazy part is? Like, this stuff doesn't even really affect me. I don't go out and I buy, like, other source material for stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch, like, any D&D stuff online. Right. I just Same. buy the official books. I play with my group of people. And, like, that's it. So it doesn't even affect me. And I'm just like, what the F is going on? Mm-hmm. Why, why is this happening? You know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, and I'm already mad and I'm not even gaining anything or losing anything from this. Mm -hmm. And I'm mad for like all the other people. Cause I'm like, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're, they're just like getting kind of screwed over a bit, you know? And, um, when's the last time you bought anything new from new? Yeah. Uh, Like a book or anything. Um, believe last year. Was, would this um, hinder you from buying anything new from them in the future? Uh, would this stop you? Would this stop me? Ooh. Oh, because, man, again, we we just talked about, you know, voting with your wallet. Yeah, it's and it's easier question. to do with, like, a subscription thing. So, so here's the thing. Um, they are actually coming out with, like, a new edition of D&D. It's called okay. D&D 1 or 1 D&D. I forget the oh, exact yeah, name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I pretty much just played. Um, I pretty much just play fifth fifth edition. I was interested with the new stuff coming out. I like the changes, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, also this stuff is, can just be found online. <laughs> like don't it's, condone it's, it, but <laughs> no, like, but they post it online. Oh, really? But, or, all right, all right, maybe yeah. other people. Well, all right, so they post uh, Unearthed Arcana, which is just like beta testing stuff. Oh, yeah, So you yeah. could just use yeah, all the beta testing yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's... Unless you want to play competitive. 
You know, we talk about casual and competitive like everything, right? You know what? You know what, dude? You know what? If people talk about playing Uno competitively, how much you want to bet there are people who play D&D competitively, whatever that even means. It's called like Adventure League. That's the – that's like the tournament. It's not even a tournament. It's just a setup. Yeah, so there's a thing called Adventure League and – Okay, so Dan doesn't know about this. I forget. Like he's kind of a beginner. We did have it at uh, at Grapple. Did anybody do it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We actually had a good showing for it. Okay, um, all right. And so it's an official thing where you can take these characters and uh, join other people at completely different stores with the exact same character, as long as your level has fallen in within the the level range. It's between like one and five, and then six and ten every okay. five levels, okay. roughly. And um, you could jump in other modules with a specific character that you have. Okay. So, yeah, that's like their competitive. It's not even competitive how do you, thing. Okay, I was going to say then, how do you win? There's no, there's, all right, well, DMs are the only ones that can win. Or if you're a player, that makes the DM so frustrated that he kind of stops DMing. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. the only way you actually win okay. as a player. Okay. Um, DM can be like, oh, rocks fall, everyone dies, like, get out of my face. Uh, <laughs> It's real easy for a DM to win. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's it's it's not a winning thing. It's just a you have this character and you're proceeding through storylines. So it's okay. not really a competitive thing. It's right. just going out the journeys as a character you really like. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I did not know that. There's a yeah. lot in D. There's a lot in D and D that I'm not. Paizo Pathfinder has a crazy setup, which we'll talk about a different day. Okay. Or I'll tell you at a different point. It doesn't okay. even have to be out here. Okay. All right. Uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. My my biggest takeaway from all this is, I think as a business, you have to treat your customers like royalty almost. Like it's true, right? Be- I just had a terrible thought. Sorry. Okay. No. Go but ahead. If I go in go as like these adventure leagues as like a rogue who just literally takes everyone else's magical weapons from them and then they don't get to have it for the rest of their careers (laughs) that is totally something jim would do (laughs) so guys don't do that (laughs) but if you do let us know the stories that's hilarious dude Uh, oh my word that is so funny yeah, so again, if like you get a magical weapon, you could take it into the next story, the campaigns, blah blah blah. But if like you could take it away, but if it gets you taken away with it. you from by a rogue, then you know, yeah, you're you're kind of kind of SOL there. Yeah, that's messed <laughs> up, dude. That's so messed up. Um. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think as as businesses, especially within the tabletop space, okay, um. Like you're you're an LGS, okay? Uh, you're an LGS. You are, you know, any any type of business within within this space. I mean, the biggest I think is a a designer, mm-hmm. okay, and an LGS. Yeah. Okay, those those are kind of would be the, the two big ones. Okay, you really do need to treat your customers like royalty. Okay, you need to show them that you do care about them. You can't yeah. you can't make it like obvious. Because yes, every business has to succeed, and uh, they need to make money in, or, in order to succeed. Okay, because yeah. if they don't, they will fizzle and die. That's just that's just the reality of the situation. When it comes to a TCG, okay, the re- the way they succeed 
is by selling product mm. that they sell, not the secondary market. They don't make money on the secondary market. Yeah. Okay. I don't really agree with the like royalty as a word, but I, I but get you, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Like you yeah, you the you, yeah, you understand like, be friendly, you friendly. Yes. Treat them as people. Yes. You know, <laughs> be happy. I mean, when like there. the the old adage the customer is always right is true to an extent. Yeah. Okay. It, I don't it, like to think that though. I know you don't like to think that, but it is true to an extent. Mm. Okay. You do have to treat the customer um like you do have to care about them, yeah. Okay, and not yeah. and not like treat them like you care about them, like, but you actually have to show that you yeah. care about them, yeah. even if you don't like them or don't agree with them. Oh, there's been a lot of people I didn't like. Well, right, but they are <laughs> they still are giving you money, yeah. Okay, yeah. and like you need to treat them with respect. Still give them time. Still right. give them attention. Right. You know. And then when the customer knows that you just see them as a all you see them at as is a pile of money, mm-hmm. then they'll go somewhere else yep. okay cuz they want to be treated well yep. okay they want to be treated like you care about them i mean i had a lot of conversations with with um, the owner of grapple mm-hmm. <clears throat> remember when i first started going there i would just chat with them yep. we had some similar backgrounds and yep. we just started talking a lot kind of about magic and just about the shop and <clears throat> kind of each other Mm-hmm. And very nice guy, you know, very took cool the time, very took the time and invested, just invested that time into me. Yep. Um, and you know, I really, I I never had a negative experience with him, mm-hmm. okay? and that was something that I appreciated. Okay, <laughs> and like that is what is important. You need to treat your customers in that way. Yep. Okay, we have plenty of shops. I was at a uh, I was at a local Flesh and Blood tournament yesterday and was talking to some new people. Okay, about our local area mm-hmm. and how there are some shops that don't care about their customers. And it's quite painfully obvious. Yeah. And people don't like to go there, but they don't have much of a choice in the local area because <clears throat> it's what's there. Yep. And I said, oh, look, an opportunity in the market. <laughs> Let's pounce on it. Right. <laughs> but. It's true. Like you have to show your customers that you care about them. Yeah. Um, and I think this entire fiasco is just another proof of that, of said thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, what do you think? I don't. Uh, there is a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> there is. But like to me, this is what is I think the. Uh, the biggest truth that I that I yeah. that I take away from yeah. it. I pretty much every, every like customer. I don't even call them customers. Like for at Grapple, we would just call them our guest. Mm-hmm. And then like I use that term at my new place, and I don't know if they like even think about it or something because other people will say customers. I'm like, oh yeah, our guest showed up. Blah blah blah. Um, like I always try to take time, um, learn about the people, mm-hmm. find their interest, mm-hmm. and um, and sometimes people are just like, oh hey, I'm looking for a gift for this person. Blah blah blah. Try and help out help them out as much as possible Mm -hmm. because i know like for me when i was growing up um in these you know with being such a big fan of these card games or video games my parents weren't like into this they didn't Mm -hmm. know anything and uh they didn't even know like these shops existed so they were kind of just completely blind with ordering things online or finding stuff at stores and they didn't like really know anything Mm -hmm. and so it's like for me 
um, growing up like that, it's I know other people also have that mindset. They don't know anything about this. They're getting it for a kid, blah, blah, blah. Right, and I'm right. like, okay, I want to make this as easy as possible for you to understand. You, Ask me whatever questions. I will go through things 10 times if you need me to. What's your – because you've worked in these – at these companies. Yeah. Now, mind you, I understand like your – process hasn't been from or your take hasn't been from like an owner or anything but yeah. you but as an employee yeah. what's been your like why did you why did you have those interactions in that way like what was your like guiding light if you will um i don't know uh i guess it's i don't know if there's anything that's just kind of like made me do that it was just well, i guess that was the reason it made me do that cuz i know um people or yeah, it was me growing up and my parents not knowing anything about it. So I want to make stuff as easy as possible for people. Uh, but aside from that, like I tend to be really friendly with people. Mm -hmm. um, some people might call me an a-hole, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just like having fun through other means. And like, you right. know, everyone has fun different ways. I'm changing right. things up with people. Right. And I'm, I'm being, you know, real friendly with people. Mm -hmm. So we all tend to have a good time. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I other than that, I don't I don't have like anything that's like, oh yeah, because I know they'll come back. It's just that's just how I am. Yeah. Um, have you been to Walt Disney World? Uh yeah. Okay. Um, if you've ever been to Walt Disney World, <clears throat> then you have most likely experienced firsthand the way D Walt Disney World treats their guests mm -hmm. and they call you the you're all the guests. Yeah. Okay. The level, guest. the level, yeah, <laughs> the level of customer service that um, I have experienced at Walt Disney World is mm -hmm. like bar none. Yeah, I've never experienced customer service on that level mm -hmm. in any other business yep. before, yeah. like ever. <clears throat> and that's one of the things that did. Again, we're talking specifically Walt Disney World. Okay, mm -hmm. that I've never had any experiences like that. And there has been book after book after book, talk after talk after talk, like the Disney principle, the Disney philosophy, like of of customer service, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of, and a lot of it was based off of Walt Disney himself, yeah. okay? And like how he viewed, like how he wanted his guests, you know, to feel, to experience his parks mm -hmm. and, and- I feel like I should look into this. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I'll, I didn't um, even know this was like a thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, I know, I'll have to find some books that- okay. uh, um, that, I, that I can get you to read over on Amazon's Audible. Yeah, sign, sign, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'll need to find. I need to find some good ones yeah. uh, because, like, again, you know, I've talked about my wife's family being big yeah. into Disney. Yeah. I've talked to my father-in-law a lot. I haven't been there in like fifteen years. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but I've talked to my father-in-law quite a bit, mm -hmm. who's kind of in the business world. Okay, mm -hmm. and like he's he loves like the way that he's treated like when yeah. we're go to Disney yeah. and like that is the model. Like it's a perfect model to take and then learn from that into your business. Okay. Yeah. Like what, what, and I think every business should look at Walt Disney world yeah. and their customer service and those interactions and see, okay, what can I learn and how can I apply it to my business, my business model? Because mm -hmm. again, every business, every business model is different. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I think some customer service principles are, you know, pretty much a hundred percent transferable from business yeah. to business, industry to industry. I didn't realize how much like emphasis I put on customer 
like I guess satisfaction or support or whatever That's you want to call huge, it. Huge man. But like it's yeah, it's like really one of my number one priorities when it comes to working. Yes. And I, I actually got scolded when I worked at Target for having too much attention like for customers. Yeah. So I was like, oh, after like they brought that up, I was like, oh, all right. Well, uh, I guess I won't be here very long if that's a problem for you. <laughs> yeah. Which, which again, like as a larger business, yeah. like if you have, you don't have enough employees to do yeah. that, like you're there to do a specific job yeah. and like customer yeah. service, yes, is a, like, it's a pretty big thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I did not know that about yeah. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. I was at Target. That's a while. That must have been a while ago. Then. Yeah, this was roughly, or yeah, it was before I started working at Grapple, and I was actually I was working seasonal, mm-hmm. and uh, Craig called me while I was at work at Target. Oh, really? Yeah, or he wow. texted me. I forget exactly. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, yo, you want to come in? Yeah. We're looking for people." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'll be there tomorrow." Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think if anyone is interested in like opening up a store like you you definitely look at disney look at walt disney world and their principles and how they treat customers um because it's definitely not how wizards of the coast treats their customers (laughs) it's not (laughs) because again like i said we read this well apparently not a whole lot of places treat you like disney world well true that's true even like other places that have you know like tier one uh, customer service, like if Disney's well, at Disney tier, World zero, is tier zero, not e- <laughs> tier one ain't even close. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Walt Disney World is tier zero when it comes to customer service. Like, we were just there, and I remember, like, I called the front desk to ask for Let's a blend- do a tier list <laughs> customer service. <laughs> Disney World, Wizards of the Coast, garbage tier, <laughs> literal garbage. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be Walt Disney World here. Yeah. And then, like, the next company, like, here. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I don't know. We're putting Game Store. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just say it? Did we just say it? We ain't saying nothing. Oh, dude. Uh, oh, man. Let us know in the comments uh, where you guys would put Game Store, if yeah. you know about so, it. So, all right. As we wrap up this conversation, yeah. um, uh yeah okay um so as we wrap up this conversation like i said this is this aspect is just what i think is the most important a uh, piece yeah. to this entire puzzle this entire conversation is how wizards and hasbro treats the, their community slash their customers yeah. okay um because yeah like I, I think i think when you just view it as a they're a customer yeah then you lose, then you lose the forest through the trees, yeah. okay? Because, because again, yes, they're your customer, but they are now become a part of your community. So I remembered what I was thinking about the other okay. earlier. Okay, whatever, um, yes. I, there was a video I saw talking about like this, uh, the OGL, and mm-hmm. um, they said that D&D was Wizards' biggest IP. Okay. And I was like, Biggest? Magic's huge. Yeah, right. And I'm like, how do you, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And like a bunch of the comments and like people were pretty much like agreeing and like other videos were agreeing it with, with it. I'm like, I don't think I believe that. I, you'd, I, you'd, we'd have to see the numbers. Like yeah. You'd have to see the, 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 the financial data. Yeah. Cause that, that's where I would be very, yeah. Like curious. financially, I don't <laughs> think it is, but I, they were also talking about in terms of like pop culture and other stuff. 
Well, then how and, do you measure and I, that? And, and that was the thing. I'm like, there's, I'm like, there's, I don't see a way. And they're like, oh, well, everyone, even if they don't play D&D, like they know D&D. I'm like, but who doesn't know what a Black Lotus is? Who doesn't know what magic? It's been here for 30 years. Okay. So, so Jen, honest question here. If you went up to a random person on the street and then you said Dungeons and Dragons <sighs> or Black Lotus. Or, or Magic the Gathering and. We'll just say mad rather than okay. black lotus. Okay, so then Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Which 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 do you you think there'd be more people that say Well, uh, I mean, but the people who know magic most likely know D. Yeah, like yeah, that's the thing as well. But see, that's the thing. I think there might there's probably more people who know D D. Because again, I would I would venture to guess that everyone, for the most part, who knows magic knows D. I, I think there's people who know D D, but not magic. I would the only way like okay so so that's well, the, let us, that's, let us know that's what the you thing think. is like yeah I could definitely see that there are people who who know what uh, know what D and D is that don't know what magic is but like there's there's no way like if you play magic that you don't know what D and D is right so like do we kind of make that they gotta be close. bigger they gotta I be guess. close they gotta be close yeah i i don't know they got but be then close. it's also a thing of like well there was a tv show pretty much based about D. &D. yeah that's true there so was. like that makes sense long time ago uh stranger things oh stranger things never mind yeah yeah, yeah. i thought i thought you were talking about the animated oh no show. i wasn't even <laughs> talking about that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean D has been around longer than magic I, I get that. True. But know? it was also like, I don't know. It's it's just so hard to say because they're just so both huge. I know they are. They're just, they're both. It's like, it's like brands. saying the big three of card games. It's like, which one's bigger? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't Depends know. on where you are. In the yeah. Worlds, it's like, right? it's, yeah. Yeah. So. All right, all right. Well, before before we move on, let us know what you guys think. Uh, do you know? Do you think D and D is bigger? Or you think Magic's bigger? Let let us know what you think. Um, I, I would assume Magic makes more money than D and D. I, I was throwing that out. There. I would assume though too. I yeah. would assume so too. Um, but again, I think what you were saying was <laughs> what they what Wizards or Hasbro was saying was just as a, as a brand yeah. on a on a or it was whatever that video or that content creator okay. stated. That's gotcha. what I was understood. You know. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Um, yeah. So let us know what you think. Let us know down below in the comments what you think. Uh, if 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 D and D is bigger or Magic's bigger. You know and what? All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. <laughs> Also, let us know what your thoughts on the OGL. Um, I know, we, like I said, we kind of talked about this from a very large 10,000-foot view, um, did a pretty big overview. There's a lot of stuff out there if you want to dig deeper into the weeds on it. Um, before we move on, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was literally just going to have it transition into the next part. Oh, you're going you're gonna to transition? Go ahead. Do, do your transition. Uh, I was then. just going to be like, as big as these things are, <laughs> yeah, there's like something it. bigger out there. <laughs> What what is what is bigger out there? What is it that is bigger? It's the card of the week. It's the card of the week. <laughs> no, but it's not the card of the week. Well, it's, it is. Well, yeah. But it's not. <laughs> it's not the topic of the card. But it is the topic, it is the of, the topic card of, of the week. card. All right, all right. So this week, this week, um, it's kind of two cards. Yeah. 
Um, but this card, this card game, we have not yet <laughs> talked about. Yeah, we started playing this game. We haven't played in a it's while. A crazy game. Dude. It's crazy. It's fun. Yeah. Um, it is an expandable card game. Yep. Okay. We've talked quite a bit about TCG, CCGs, and expandable <laughs> card games. I was out of having a conversation today about kind of reprinting and you know need to reprint more stuff. And I and I made the comment of well, then at that point you're just gonna have an expandable card game. If all you yeah. just do is reprints. Yeah. Right. But that's that's a whole other conversation, yeah. a whole other topic. <laughs> uh, expandable card game, you buy the box, you get all the cards. Okay, you don't got to worry about booster packs, hunting down the cards, the rare cards that you yeah. don't have. Um, a lot of pros and cons to all these different models. Okay, yep. it's just another, it's another model. Okay, yep. the game is versus two player system card game. It's a Marvel yeah. card game. <laughs> Marvel's now that, huge. Now dude. they there is a Marvel, but they are also on in other IPs. Yep. There are there's a Predator set. Mm -hmm. There's an Alien set. There is oh man, what other sets are there? Um, what other sets are there? I am I am Mortal I am. Combat? They're coming. Mortal yeah, Kombat sorry, is coming. I that the boys, the boys is coming. Yeah. Um, X Files. There's an X Files set. Ooh, okay. uh, I think that is actually over there somewhere. <laughs> there's there's quite a few different sets out there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There's there's the Alien Battles. Yeah. yeah there's there, the there's there, there's quite a few different um, IPs in, in in the game. Okay. Um, so yes, yeah, an expandable card game. When we first played it, I got big commander vibes. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. each deck is built around a hero. Yeah. Okay. Um, or a villain. It's a character. Yeah. A it, character. Each deck is built around a character. Yeah. You can level up your character. Your character can have different versions, level one, <laughs> level two, level three. Um, most are two levels, level one, level two. Mm. Um, you can, some go level three, level four. It all depends on the character. Okay. Um, but again, it's an expandable card game. Uh, I want to do a rules video, like how to play, um, but that's in the future. Um, so when we first played this game, we took like the bait, the core set. Well, the yeah, the base box essentially, yep. Yep. and then we and the took decks. the recommended. Yeah, yeah, basically the starter decks, the recommended setups. Um, we had fun with it. What, what did you think of that initial playthrough? Oh my goodness, I hated the deck I was playing. You, yeah, oh, yeah, I hated it. But it's so much. it's also it was also one of those things too where of like you the first time you play a deck, you have no yeah. idea how to yeah, play it. You have no clue how to pilot. I thought it was it. gonna be cool. Yeah, and, and then like it was in just, theory, it's cool. Yeah, it was just weird. It was just a weird setup. It was a really weird deck yeah. just to play. And I think because I think what they did was they just took all the villains and then just threw them in a deck. Yeah, and I was like, here you go. Yeah, that that was the cool part that I thought, but mm -hmm. it was like you had CMC one, two, three, four, and then it was or it was one, two, four, six, eight. 10 yeah and there was no like the in cost. between yeah yeah the, the cost of the cards and yeah. it was like all right well i'm trying to like play on curve kind of except yeah. you can't play on curve when he can <laughs> just play a card every other turn yeah you know like yeah. for the the higher mana cost right. and there's no in between right. so right. then like right when uh it was it was just rough yeah it was weird and it wasn't even like there was a lot of low cmc stuff it was pretty much all the exact same number all the way up the line really yeah Huh. So it was like you you had two of each card, mm. except when if I were on turn three and I 
don't have those low drop cards. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have four. You mm-hmm. have one, two, and three access, yeah. and I'm just yeah. over here doing yeah. literally nothing. It was such a bad time. <laughs> yeah. It was a yeah. terrible deck. And I think I think we've all had those experiences, too, of the first time we play a game. Just yeah. We don't really know how the deck functions, yeah. and then that just really um, inhibits your enjoyment yeah. of the game. Didn't we played We played three times, I believe. Did we? I believe so because I played that deck twice. Oh, and I was yeah. like, okay, maybe you know, just a fluke. Let me try it again. But no, it's it's terrible. And, and again, and again, it was just the the first time we played that game. Yeah, and like really just learning how stuff played. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So all right. But that is for a completely different. This is just how video. the game is. This yeah. is what the game is. Yeah, that's kind of what the game is. Card right? of the week is the Hulk. The Hulk. So the Hulk is, is a monster. Is, is a monster. All right. So um, this is his main character card. Okay. This is from the base set. Um, or the Marvel Battles. I think it's the Marvel Battles set. Um, uh, I'll leave a link to the product in the description if you want to check it out. Um, affiliate link. So his level one version, okay, is an Avengers team. Hulk yes. main character. He's a 3-3. Three, three. Um, there are two keywords he does not have. It's flight and ranged. If you don't know how to play the game, those are big. Those are big in the thing yeah, in, in, the, in, in, in the game. Okay, um, he has six health. Okay, he has the ability smash. Okay, you can you can activate it on the in the main phase. You pay a green um, and put a one one counter on Hulk for each wound he has. Okay, when you gain a wound, it just takes away from your health essentially. Okay, and then he has the level up ability. Of you won't like him when he's angry. Level up four. So when he has four XP on him, when Hulk gets stunned, he gains an XP. So when he has four XP, he levels up to level two. Mind you, when you take a point of damage in this game, he stuns. It's not technically a... Okay, like in normal way of thinking about TCGs and, and most other games, it, yeah. it that's how you think about yeah. it. Um but it's really weird too because when you go into battle, okay, like if you lose if if he loses the battle, that's when he gets stunned and gets the XP. Yeah, when he takes or, damage. He's still well, again, it, it's kind of it, this I is think life it's life total. It's all depend well, well in I, this case. I was just saying how you can get stunned. Right. And right. when he takes damage, mm-hmm. he gets stuns. Well, Again, it differently? well, because that stat line, that stat line is, um, it, it's like three different stats, right? You have your attack, defense, and then health. No matter how much over, so if he gets hit for three damage, yeah, okay, like he gets hit, for, let's see, let's say someone's coming at him for six, yeah, okay, he can block three of it, he gets hit, he's not taking three damage, he only gets the one yeah i know that's but that's why i'm saying oh okay it's super (laughs) okay it's 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 kind of it's a it's kind of weird it's kind of weird from from when when from how you look at it because like when you when you're dealing damage to your opponent you have to bypass its armor or their defense stat and then you're just dealing like one point of damage to them no matter how much over yes no no matter matter how much attack is compared to their defense it's always one damage at a time correct um oh wait so He'll he'll get stunned right. when he takes that point of damage, right. and and then he goes like face down, and he, 
I don't believe you can attack him again. I'm pretty sure you can't. Um, so then eventually after he takes four damage, he then It's been it's been a while since he well, has been a while since we've played. Levels up. He levels up. I was trying to find the card. I was trying to get okay. the card. It took yeah. me a minute to, to pull it up. Um lo, so he levels up. His level two. Okay. He's a six and you six. You said he was a three three? He was previously? a three three. Okay. And then he turns into a six six. Yes. Okay. Still has the six uh health on him. <laughs> um same ability of the smash ability. Okay, so smash and the main phase you pay a green. Put a one-one counter on Hulk for each wound that he has. Remember, he's flipped. He's taking four damage. So he's getting four counters. And then he has this other ability. Ten ten. He has this uh, yes. He has this other ability. And you could do that every turn. I know. You could do that every turn. But also has well, this kinda, other as long as you have the green resource. As long as you have the green resource. Which I believe you kind of only have access to what? Four? There's only f- I, there's only four or five different colors in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but his other ability, Banner's Influence, uh, you can during the build phase you pay a yellow. Yeah. Remove each plus one plus one counter from Hulk. Draw that many cards. Oh, that's <laughs> so good. So, um, I believe the bi- yeah build phase comes before main phase. Yeah. So if you have four counters on him. Build phase, pay the yellow, remove those counters, draw that many cards. Which, if you're a good magic player, you're going to have a problem with that (laughs) mechanic. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you're going to do that, remove those counters. During the main phase, you pay the green, put those counters back on, and then you just go. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. So Such a phenomenal I had. I had... uh, Again, from from what we know, we think we think Hulk's pretty good. Yeah. Um, now we have no idea what the meta is. We we yeah. know nothing. Yeah. Just like, from our play test. Just from was, our play, it was kind of nutty. Was, we have a we have a story about it. You know. Um. Yeah. So Jim, <laughs> I think Jim. I what's what what story is this? No, it was just how how badly I got stopped by this card once it flipped. Um, oh it was, yeah. It, you know what's funny to me. Um, like I was thinking, I was just like, oh yeah, get him to three damage, build up my board, take out his, his side pieces Uh or, and, uh, take out his creatures and then I'll be able to focus down his main one. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh yeah, he can attack with it after he attacked with it, doing, attacking my creature who was a bigger. And he's like, oh, take my damage, go to four and then flip. I'm just like, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) why? (laughs) <laughs> it's like I completely forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so the the interesting thing with those, we'll just call them starter decks. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're not starter decks in the s- normal sense of starter decks of how yeah. you typically think about it from DCGs. <laughs> um, but you could take the deck and then just pick whatever main character you wanted yeah. from the team affiliation. Yeah. Okay. So this is a very cool game. Um, I'm I like expandable card games. It's just expandable card games are just not as popular as TCGs and CCGs. <laughs> yeah, They're yeah. really not. And so finding the people to play expandable card games with, it can be difficult. Um, but that's why you got to go D- Discord online, find those communities. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love our our Discord community to get built up from with di- many different types of players oh, from yeah. a lot of these different games. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, join our Discord. Links in the description, like in every description of all of our podcasts. So go check that out. That's this week's card of the week. Um, we need. I want to do more versus uh, videos because it's a pretty cool game. Yep. If you guys ever play it, 
play as the Hulk, and then you will raffle yeah. stomp your opponent with a 10-10 yeah. as you watch as they can't get over that. Yeah, and there's a lot of different expansions. Yeah. There's a lot of different boxes, and yeah. it's getting to the point now to where some of these boxes are kind of hard to come by, um, harder to come by. Yeah. Um, which, one day, one which, day. Which, which, okay, we were talking uh-uh. about, we were, we were talking about like rarities and reprinting in yeah. TCGs and CCGs. That it's, you can run into the same problem with expandable card games. Yes. <laughs> but again, it still comes back to, well, reprint, reprint. Yeah. I mean, reprints are a thing. I, I get it, but it's, yeah. I, I am talking about like, there are still some boxes in Marvel Legendary yeah. that I don't have. It's like, like, like the villain set, I don't have that. But the I, thing with like the reprints, it's like, okay, well, they're just going to constantly keep flowing out this one and then they're going to keep making the next one. And then it's just like, at some point, they're just going to have a bunch of products sitting around doing nothing. They're yeah. not just going to keep reprinting it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But that's a whole other con. That's a, have we done an episode about just like strictly reprints? I don't, I don't know. We should do an We're episode like, to. like all on reprints. Get a lot of people to. mad. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. Also, I guess that's kind of spoilers as to. Um... <laughs> I don't know. Whenever I have those conversations, again, I feel like I am always the one with a dissenting opinion. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's this week's card of the week. Yes. If you've played Versus, let us know down below in the comments. We'd be very interested to know. Um, yeah, so this has been, this has been, oh, wow, this has been fun. It's been interesting. Yes. Jim, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram at JimMorganHNH. You guys can find me on Twitter, underscore DJ Campbell, Instagram, Daniel.G.Campbell. Head to our website, hobbiesandhappiness.com. Find links to all of our social platforms there. Jim, this was fun. This was great. Yes. Had fun. Yes. Um, yeah, this has been going on. This has been going on for a little bit. What? But we wanted to talk about. We we had to talk about the D and D stuff. When this episode goes live, I'm going to be very interested to know what's changed since we talked about it now. Yeah, I know. So that'll be that'll be very interesting to know. Um, yeah. Thanks everybody for being here. Don't forget. Uh, like the video if you're watching on YouTube. Don't forget to hit that subscribe Comment button. On this video. Share this video. Share this video out there. Um, uh, yeah. So I need we we need to figure out uh, a new uh, outro of things to say because we got the intro. We need to figure out what yes. to say at the end of every single video. But we'll figure that out. You know what? I'm saying it right now. We're gonna figure it out, and it's gonna be on our next video, guys. It's gonna be on the next podcast. You wait for it. You got it. Uh, again, thanks everyone for being here. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next video. See you, everybody. Take care. Um.